This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. More Samuel Anderson. Roberts come out. Wholesale subs come in. Extra tight ends. Bridgewater has Davis wide open, right flat. Gives it to him. Touchdown, Carolina Panthers. And how open was that? I mean, nobody from Atlanta followed Mike Davis out into the flat there. And well-designed play once again by Joe Brady. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Can you guys uh, do me a favor? Can, can we at some point during the show hear Tobin going after Mel Kuyper? Like, is that not the best draft moment of all time? There are many of them. And we t- I addressed on the show a little bit, and Horvat, since you're here, should mention it again. Just that Rodgers moment, I'm sure you guys talk about it to this day. It's one of the things you think of with the draft. Jets fans booing. And, you know, Bill Tobin thought he was just crushing Mel Kuyper, and he, he was sick of hearing about what Kuyper says they should do or reading in the paper, the local paper in Indianapolis, what they should be doing. But um, in a way, he made Mel Kuyper's career. Because yeah. that moment goes down as an all-timer, man. It probably is the all-time draft moment because I'm trying to think of anything yeah. that, that would take that over. I mean, yeah. and Mort's just holding the mic like Mean Gene Okerlund. He's trying not to not to crack a smile. It was great. Yeah, I can't wait to see what the draft coverage is going to look like tonight. Because last year it was just, I mean, last year was so weird. Everything was virtual. You had Belichick's dog making picks. It was kind of cool, though. It was kind of cool, though. I didn't mind it. No, I didn't mind it at all. I was just happy that we had the draft. But I just want to see what if it's, like, fully back to normal. Obviously, some guys aren't going to be able to be there tonight. It's going to be interesting. I'm jacked, man. I am so excited. I love draft night. Would you say this is top three? Like, is this your top sports day? Because, obviously, like, we do this all the time. Opening weekend of March Madness, Super Bowl Sunday. Draft night, though, what I love about draft night, like, I'm yeah, a fan R- of the group. Ross mentioned this yesterday, like, if it's top five or where exactly is it. Because, like, I can make the case, what? like, for a top three because, okay, like, I'm a Packers fan, two straight yeah. years, they've been the NFC championship game, yet there's still a couple holes. Like, they could get some help on the defensive line. Is a Bears fan, like, maybe they move up and they take a quarterback of the future. I feel like even if you're a fan of a Super Bowl contender, you could always improve in the NFL draft. Let me, like, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Is it, and I'm someone that used, I still love the draft. I used to love it a lot more when you have more time as a kid, you don't have so so much stuff going on. Um, Honestly, would you you rather, what are you going to enjoy today? What are you going to enjoy more? The draft, and I will include the entire draft. So include Friday, Saturday, or Super Bowl Sunday. Mm. You're thinking about it. You're thinking no, no. about it. Can I be honest? I'm, I'm going to go yeah. with the draft, but I'm biased because, like, 
every single year as a fan of the Green Bay Packers, they lose two weeks earlier in the NFC Championship game. Usually, in, either it's an embarrassing loss, like two years ago when the Niners only had to throw the ball eight times and ran for 400 yards against them, and it was never in question. Or it's a heartbreaking loss like last season or this season when Kevin Your gets- team will be involved in the draft. Exactly. Your, your, every team that you follow, every team in the division that you follow the closest, any team yeah. that you're interested in, a quarterback you're a fan of, a head coach you like, a team win total that you think is going to go over in the upcoming season, a Super Bowl future, you can't wait to see what they're thinking. And it's like it's like opening day in baseball where, like, if you're a Cubs fan historically, like, growing up outside of 2016, you could be like, hey, we're in first place today. Anything could happen. It's baseball. That's how I feel on draft night. Even if your team doesn't have a first-round pick, they could always trade up and get one. The only thing that rivals the draft for me, and it has to be Thursday, Friday, is Thursday, Friday of March Madness, the first one. That's the yeah, only yeah. thing that's close. It, it's those two, and they are on a tier by themselves. Yeah, because like I used to, as a kid, I used to really get into the NBA draft. And this is when players were staying for four years. So you would know everybody. Now, you know, kids come out after their freshman year that have no business being there. You get the European players you've never heard of. You've only seen YouTube highlights of them dunking on guys that are 45 years old, smoking cigarettes. And you're like, okay, this guy looks good, but who's he playing against? So the NBA draft, I like don't even care about anymore. Well, who did my team take? Nice. Who went number one? Cool. NFL draft. I'm invested the whole weekend. And that's the best part about it is you're invested the whole weekend because even if you have late round, like you could find value. The draft's won in the late rounds. It's so cliche and stupid, but it is so true, man. Shocking. Uh, Ryan Pace, one of many general managers that misread the quarterback market. He gives Andy Dalton $10 million, and we got Teddy Bridgewater going to Denver for a six-round draft pick, which, by the way, in this example, the Bears, they have three six-round draft picks. Um, Okay, so Bridgewater to Denver. The reaction, comical. Really? That means we know what they're not doing with their top 10 pick. No, it doesn't. It doesn't tell us anything. The only thing it says is it uh, re- it confirms that they have a lot of questions about Drew Locke. They're leaning that the guy can't play. And instead of locking in below average to really poor quarterback play, what they're the ceiling they're locking in is, you know, if all things go well, it's a nice group of receivers that maybe Bridgewater can give you average quarterback play. And it actually makes me more confident in the team, but in no way should it impact what they do tonight in the first pick. No, especially, you know, um, if Fields is there or Lance does fall, because now you have two quarterbacks where if you do take a rookie, and, and, and a rookie that's a project, like if you want to consider Lance or Fields a project, maybe they need a year or two. They have guys they could sit behind. With Bridgewater, it's such a weird case because, like, Bridgewater, I loved in Minnesota, had the devastating injury. You never knew if he was going to play football again. He was so good with New Orleans when Breeze went down. There was a reason why they made him the highest-paid backup quarterback. Then he go undefeated. He threw, like, seven touchdowns, the one interception, looked great. Then he becomes the full-time starter in Carolina last year, and it was an absolute disaster. I mean, they weren't a very good football team. McCaffrey was obviously injured, so they couldn't run the football. But they were just – and he was inconsistent. And so I'm very, I, I don't really get it. Cause Drew Locke, like I'm not really high on Drew Locke. It scares me as a Packers fan because Brian Gutekinds was really high on Drew Locke before the next year selecting Jordan Love. So what does that say about how they evaluate quarterbacks? But with wow. Locke, think he has the highest, one. doesn't Locke still have like a little bit like, don't you want a full season? Like last year was so weird with the pandemic where these guys didn't really have a full off season. They weren't getting together for OTAs. Everything was virtual. 
I would want to see Locke for another year before I would go to Teddy Bridgewater. But I'm with you. Like, this shouldn't change, and I don't think it will change. If the quarterback they want is there with John Elway selecting, if Fields is there, I think they take him. I mean, that's what – looking at Daniel Jeremiah's latest mock draft, that's where he has Fields ending up is Denver. I, I will not criticize the team for being aggressive with this. When you look at the Broncos, what the glaring need is quarterback – it's the toughest thing to find in this league. But if they can get average quarterback play, think of the ceiling for this team and what they can do. So I, I I, will not criticize them for that. They have more information on Locke than any of us, and most of us are not impressed by what we've seen out of Drew Locke. So if they're locking in competent play there and they get a guy that maybe they plan on starting in a year from now, it usually doesn't work out that way. Football happens. injury ha- Injuries happen. And uh, a lot of times those rookies end up being on the field, but being aggressive, trying to fix that spot. If that's what they do tonight, I have no issues with it. Would you rather have got rid of or traded or whatever, a sixth or fifth round pick for Teddy Bridgewater or handed over $10 million for Andy Dalton? As, as I think you know the answer. I think you know the answer. Adam Schefter uh, was so it was this was supposed to be the day, right? The the John, the Sean Watson trade's going to go down the week of the draft. It was going to be massive news. Have quarterback movement. Well, it looks like we still might have some quarterback movement, Horvat, because um, Adam Schefter reporting this morning, the day of the draft, multiple teams are expected to contact the 49ers today to inquire about the availability of quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo per sources. But as of early this morning, the chances of him being traded are, in the words of one source. Remote. Let's see if anything changes in the next 72 hours. Seriously? So as we dive into this draft conversation, we know one, we know two, three is San Francisco. The odds tell us it's going to be Mac Jones. Everyone else is saying Mac Jones. Few people holding out saying maybe Fields. Some people have 50 to 1 Kyle Pitts tickets, hoping that something crazy happens there. But if they're looking at moving Jimmy Garoppolo, a team that is Super Bowl ready, they're seriously handing the reins to a guy when we were watching the college football season. Did anybody say Mac Jones is a top three quarterback? Bar none. He's going to be the third pick overall. This is wild to me and kind of dangerous. Yeah, especially with somebody like Kyle Shanahan. I agree. And that's why I wanted to see now with obviously we don't know what the hell is going to happen with Deshaun Watson, all the off the field stuff. I mean, obviously a really just disgusting, weird situation that he's in right now. But I mean, all the talk was that the Jets were going to make a move for Deshaun Watson, which would probably be the second overall pick. Then Zach Wilson obviously isn't getting selected there. I just, again, man, I am just, I still, I, I think Mac Jones is going to be the third overall pick. But like you said, like San Francisco, last year was a disaster, but last year was a disaster because of injuries. Everybody was hurt. Bosa went down. Richard Sherman was hurt the majority of the year. Garoppolo was down. They didn't have good quarterback play. It's just really hard to believe that. Kyle Shanahan is going to rely, like you said, on a rookie quarterback, a guy that we were just watching starting for Alabama. When this team is built to win right now, you still have George Kittle. You still have that running game. You still have everybody on the defensive side of the ball. It's 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 wild that it's going to be Mac Jones. And, like, I still have a hard time buying into it just because we've heard Justin Fields' name for the last couple of years. Like, heading into the college football season, it was going to be Lawrence 1, Fields 2. And, I mean, I guess this kind of does happen like every single year. Last year, nobody was talking about Joe Burrow. What was he, a projected fourth, fifth round pick? And then all of a sudden puts together statistically the best season in college football history for a college quarterback, goes number one overall. But everybody was tanking for Tua. And then it was like, is Tua even going to be a first round pick or is it going to be Justin Herbert? So we do this every year, but I just, 
I'm not sold on Mac Jones. I know he's accurate. I know he's everything that the Shanahan's want and a guy that's running their offense, but I feel like Fields is going to have the better career. I feel like the day of the draft, the most controversial selection will be San Francisco if they pull the trigger on Mac Jones, like many expect, because Kyle Shanahan appears to have the power over there. But I think years from now, the most controversial pick here will be number two. And we're not talking about it because we're a betting show and it's locked in with Zach Wilson. And I'm concerned for them that that's going to be viewed as the big bust here, not Mac Jones. Yeah, um, I'm not sold on Zach Wilson. My favorite Zach Wilson performance, um, I mean, he was great, but look who he was playing against, which I hate when we do that. But Zach Wilson, like against uh, Coastal Carolina, the game that they lost, he got the crap kicked out of him. He kept getting back up and he made some good throws. I was impressed just with the beating that he took, but I'm not fully sold on him. Um, and and especially just in that situation, because I don't know what Mike LaFleur, Matt LaFleur's brother's offense is going to look like. But with Zach Wilson, doesn't he just remind you a little bit of Sam Darnold? Or maybe it's just that I don't feel like a quarterback will ever succeed uh, with the Jets. I just feel like the Jets can't have nice things. And like, I just, it, it's crazy that Zach Wilson all of a sudden has became the number two quarterback in this draft, just really out of nowhere, you know? How do we bet this top five? Everyone I trust says the top five is locked in, and they are all saying, it's Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Kyle Pitts to Atlanta, Jamar Chase to Cincinnati. So I, I'm I'm not going to be that dude that says risk a thousand to win ten dollars like Ross Tucker. But I, is there still some value? And we talked about this with Connor Allen on the show yesterday. And I, I'm sitting here the day of the draft, and I agree with him. It seems like there is still value in going three, four, five, Mac Jones, Kyle Pitts. Jamar Chase, it's the runaway favorite, but everyone I really trust who's really accurate with this stuff, the most accurate out there, says that's what it's going to be. Should we just be betting three, four, five, Mac Jones, Pitts, Chase, plus 200? I mean, yeah, probably, most likely, but I kind of have talked myself into Atlanta, maybe going fields or maybe going quarterback at four and think and rebuild. I played Trey Lance over pick five and a half because I don't think he goes in the top five, so I guess that that's maybe a way that I would target the the top five. Laid minus 160 there. And then first non-quarterback taken, you could still get Kyle Pitts. Uh, This morning it was minus 275. Again, I don't like laying that kind of juice, but in the draft I feel like that's how you make money, right? Yeah, yeah. I hear you. I Here's my issue. Once we start getting to uh, some of these other things, like you were mentioned about Horn, first cornerback or first defensive player. And I've heard a lot about that. But yeah. as I take as I take a look at it, so that has gotten so much steam that Horn, which was first defensive player once upon a time, seven to one. Now it's two to one. First corner or first defensive player. I, I'm forgetting which one exactly. Now yeah. I think there's actually value in first defensive player, Sertan, at even money. I was looking at that, and then maybe playing uh, the way I would target Horn would be Horn to go over Parsons, minus 200. But again, that's minus 200. But I do think Horn goes before Parsons. I think he's the best DB in this draft, even better than Sertan. All right, we'll continue to talk about ways that you can make money on tonight's draft with these props available. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat. This is BetQL Daily. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky 
co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Oh, baby. NFL Films music to get us pumped. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat. This is BetQL Daily weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time. Download the free Odyssey app today to watch, listen, and subscribe to the BetQL Daily podcast. You can watch and listen live on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Make sure you're subscribed to the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Then you know when, when we're on the air. Keep it in the background on your computer as you're busy at work. Subscribe, rate, review over on iTunes. You can do that, do that favor for us. Uh, we mentioned that top five. Even though it, it sounds like you're not you're not in agreement with me that um, I, I think that for three four five we think we we know what's going to happen and then the chaos happens after that that is there's still some value getting two to one with uh, so many people that I trust in agreement on this one. Which one's that? Three four five. You're, three, four, you're saying five. you you don't you think something's going to happen? You're not buying Jones Pitts Chase. Oh man, you know, I am, I, I am, but I'm not just because like with Cincinnati. Okay. okay. So obviously um, Chase is the best receiver in this class and you'd be pairing him with Joe Burrow, who he knows pretty well. They obviously spent time at LSU and right. you want the flashy toy if you're Cincinnati and you're giving Joe Burrow a weapon for the next seven to eight years. Right. But still like I look at his leg, these photos that they're releasing and his leg exploded last year. So I'm, not like fully convinced that they don't go Sewell with pick five, but then you look at the end of this draft, the end of the first round, there's going to be a run, I think on tackles. Are they still going to get enough value if they do pick a tackle later on or in the second round? That's what I wonder. So um, again, I, I, th- I think that it's going to be chalk and that's the way it's going to go, but I wouldn't be shocked if Cincinnati actually did it the smart way for once in franchise history and decided to protect their franchise quarterback because you don't want them to end up like Andrew Luck and be out of the league at 29 years old, man. See, I disagree with you. I think the smart thing for the quarterback for that team is to get the receiver, and then you can address the offensive line early in the second round. You can still get a, a quality tackle there. Yeah, I think, and you probably could, but it it depends. Like these mocks I look like yesterday or last night, I should say, I was listening to Daniel Jeremiah talk about it. And he said, it looks like there's going to be a run on tackles late in the first round. So maybe they have to go Sewell, but you'll probably get pretty good value still at the tackle position. Again, if I'm the general manager, even though I'm ripping the Bengals, if they do go wide receiver and they don't decide to protect Burrow, I think I'd have to go chase too. Everything we hear about this guy, Justin Jefferson, I was so high on Jefferson last year draft right and everybody says that chase is going to have the better career than justin jefferson who was rookie of the year or should have been rookie of the year for the vikings so i think i'd have to do it with the fifth pick man okay i, I think the draft really starts at six you're not sold but i do i i think we know what's going to happen in the top five then it's really going to start at six it's a good spot for miami to move down at seven is a great spot for detroit to move down but let's work with what we have we have miami picking six overall I expect it to be a wideout, and I think they're going to call Jalen Waddle's name. 
Yeah, you know what? I'll go with uh, Devontae Smith then, just because everybody's going Waddle over Smith, and I know it's personal. Really? Preference. Yeah, yeah, why not, 160 man? pounds. Yeah, you know, you know, I continue, like yesterday, uh, doing the show in Milwaukee, talking with Leroy Butler, and he was kind of talking about this too, like when he was coming into the league, that was the big question mark on him was his size. With Smith, though, you look at the tape, man, like look at the plays that he can make, and I know he's small, but he's so explosive. I, I I wouldn't be shocked. I'll go with Smith. I want to be a little bit different. I want to find some value. I'll go with Smith over Waddle. Although, if you look at those first four games for Bama last year, when both were healthy, comparable numbers, I feel like maybe that's why people were uh, – some people are sleeping on Waddle. It, it all comes down to personal preference, man. Like, I never thought Ruggs would have went before some of the guys that he went before. Yeah, then, you, then you should bet on that prop of uh, Devontae Smith, who's now a dog, to go before Waddle, if you yeah, believe I that. I, I disagree with you on that one, though. Okay. I just pulled that one up actually on points bet. So if you were in agreement with me, uh, Waddle minus 180, Smith to yeah. go over Waddle plus 135. So you'd get some some plus money with Smith. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I disagree there. You go with Detroit at seven. What do you got? It's seven. Ooh, man. It's seven. I, you know, I think that one of these corners, ah, man, I, I I honestly see somebody trading up for a quarterback, but I think one of these corners is going to go a little bit earlier. So I will go with uh, Sertan right here. It's between Sertan and Horn. I think Horn may end up being the better defensive back, the better corner in this draft. I mean, he believes so too. Dude's super cocky. I like that in my defensive backs, but I think Sertan's going to be just too good to pass up, and I think they'll go defense. I think they'll go with the defensive back. So I'll, I'll take Sertan here on this. I think they'll go a little higher. Interesting. High. Interesting. You think they're going to go with a corner with their first pick in back-to-back years? That, yeah. That's going to be tough to sell. Just because mm-hmm. of the quality, I mean, of the corners. Yeah, that is a tough sell. But, I mean, look at it like this, man. If it works out, you have the best secondary in the league in two it years. Sounds, it sounds like it's not happening, uh, but they should be considering quarterback here. Sounds like it's not happening. But I would consider quarterback. Look, we have a new regime. We preach toughness. That's the kind of coach we brought in. We've got Spielman up near the top. I, I wonder if they're going to think about the future under center, but they're locked up for so long. How do you go wrong with getting the best offensive tackle in the draft at number seven? I go Penny Sewell. Man. Yeah, I see. And that's the thing. How much I want to know the drop off between Sewell and every other tackle in this draft. I mean, he's great, honestly. Like you look at the tape, but I'm not like the biggest trenches guy. That's why I like when like you talk with Ross or some of these other guys that we have on, because I'm like, man, he looks great. But I kind of see the same thing in the tape from this guy. And if you could get this guy in the second round, and I could get an explosive playmaker, quarterback of the future, defensive back, pass rusher early on in the draft, like that's what I want. I know offensive linemen aren't the sexiest pick, but sometimes the way that you got to go. Carolina is sitting there at eight. So yeah. we know we know the defense has a lot of issues. They have offensive minds in the building. They move on from Teddy Bridgewater, but they make a move for Darnold. I don't think that means that they are out on a quarterback at number eight. This is going to be fascinating to see what they do because they it, it's wide open. You can do anything. But at eight, I could see him going with Sertan. Oh, so could I. If yeah. Sertan's there, like everybody just has it like locked in, in, in permanent marker that the Cowboys are going to end up with Sertan and he's going to go over there and he's going to fix the secondary. I don't know if he falls to 10, man. I don't know if they're going to try to move up, but and I don't think they'll have to because I think Horn's equally not maybe as good or as highly mm-hmm. rated. 
but he's right there. I'll go with uh, in this spot. Then I'll take Waddle here. I, I, I think that again. I think they probably should go quarterback. I don't think they're out on quarterback, but obviously they made the move for Darnold. They probably believe that in the right system with the right coaching staff and with any type of protection that he could be their franchise quarterback. They got to get him some weapons. They already have McCaffrey. I'll go Waddle here. I think that'd be the perfect fit too, and I think that obviously helps Sam Darnold out. More weapons, never a bad thing. Okay, yeah, I uh, okay, yeah. I guess so. It's I don't know. I'm just I, I'm getting confused because we're both making picks. I thought we were gonna go back and forth. We're both making picks for each selection. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh at at number nine, the Denver people are gonna say, okay, maybe they go with uh maybe they go with a linebacker because of Vic Fangio. But here's the thing. I don't think Vic Fangio has the problem. If they trade for Teddy Bridgewater, then the next day they go get a quarterback. I will applaud the Denver Broncos. I, how do you pass up fields right there? How do you do it? If you're Detroit, do you mean, oh or God. <laughs> did I say Detroit? I was confused as well. well why can... would I, why would I go behind in picks? We're moving forward. Yeah. Well, didn't we just go Carolina? Oh my God. Yeah. Jake, Jake says you said Denver. So that's my bad. Uh, Denver. I feel like Denver has, <laughs> I feel like Denver has to go fields, man. And I feel like with Elway, I mean, what does Elway always try to do is get his quarterback, get his guy, even if he has to, you know, go find Peyton Manning, who is leaving the country to have neck surgeries and get himself right. He wants a quarterback. Again, I don't think Fields, like I'm seeing some of these mock drafts where Fields has fallen to pick 18, pick 19, or somebody's moving up. I think if he's there, I think Denver has to go that route. So I'll, I'll go with Justin Fields or Trey Lance, who I still, I see Trey Lance falling out of the top 10, but I wouldn't be shocked if maybe, if he's available, if they go that route, because now you got a couple of years where he could kind of learn on the sideline. Listen, I don't think it's that complicated. The hole on the Broncos is quarterback. Like right. what is, what is there to, you just added Kyle Fuller in your secondary. You're, you're not looking at at cornerback. The defense is set. You're ready to win. You just need that signal caller. And worst case scenario, Teddy Bridgewater. I, I also think we should, not not assume that Bridgewater is going to be average as well. He's a nice option to have on your roster, but there are a lot of people that thought Nick Foles was going to be average for the Bears last year. Like people get older, you can lose it quickly in this league, especially with a player that's had so many injuries. He he stunk last year with great offensive minds in Carolina. Yeah, and like you look where he excels, and that's in New Orleans. So Teddy Bridgewater, I hate the I hate system quarterback. But he is a system quarterback where if he's in the right situation like New Orleans and they could run the football and he's got tight ends like Jared Cook and wide receivers and guys that can make plays, then Teddy Bridgewater could be a serviceable NFL quarterback. But he's not the type of guy. He's not like Russell Wilson where you're, he could be the ultimate deodorant and you could put him on a bad team and he could cover up his thing. So um, I, I don't think they're obviously sold. But again, and, te- and he is a reliable backup if you want to go that route. And if you're going to draft a young quarterback, I think they would trust Teddy to tutor him as well. And he's a good locker room guy. You know, when I'm looking at this Cowboys thing, yeah, it's just they're they're a team that does go against the grain from time to time, and I I think Sertan can already be out, and if he's off the board, are they going Horn? There are some connections in the Cowboys organization, but just because they were bottom at every category on defense last year doesn't mean they're going to use this number ten pick on a defensive player. And Slater could be there. 
You add Slater to that offensive line, and don't go back to a couple of years ago. You talk about protecting Joe Burrow. What about protecting Dak Prescott, who's going to be there for a really long time, and he's coming off a horrific injury? What about that? Like, if you can add Slater, uh, some evaluators have him as the best tackle in the draft. I go and do that. Yeah, oh man, but that defense, that secondary is so bad, Joe, and they're already going to put up 35 points per game, but I get what you're saying. I mean, Dak's coming off a gruesome, horrible injury. Is Horn going to fix that? Is Horn going to fix that? Yeah, I still, I think they have to go defense, though. I, I I think they have to. I wouldn't be shocked if it was Horn. If Sertan's there, I do think that they go that route. I do think they're going to go secondary. Let me see what it is for um, Dallas to go with offensive line. Dallas. That, right. That that would not be terrible. Or if if I go with Slater, who I have not seen him uh, mocked anywhere, anywhere uh, to Dallas. But it wouldn't surprise me if they do address the offensive line there. Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat. This is a BetQL Daily coming up next. We'll get back to the draft, but we've got to hit on the Kentucky Derby. We are just two days away. Blackjack Fletcher is going to drop by. Always an entertaining visit. We'll give you Derby picks and Kentucky Oaks picks. That is next on the BetQL Audio Network.